Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt. With me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? So wonderful. So wonderful. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you. Adam, we're going to kick this thing off fast today, buddy. We got I got a feeling this one might get uh, – we're, we're going to get into – the Major League Baseball investigation with the Houston Astros. We've got NFL playoffs. We've got uh, Joe Burrow and the uh, national championship uh, LSU Tigers, soon to be uh, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, um, smoking cigars in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Getting in trouble. Anyway, um, who's going to arrest Joe Burrow in Louisiana? Did he get in trouble for that? Uh, I don't know. There, there's a bunch of people online, apparently. I have a much bigger problem, a much bigger problem with OBJ just handing out money to players on the field I'm a little immediately confused. after the game. I'm a little confused about that because he's like, he said it was fake money that he threw out on the field, and then he was, but he gave the players real money, and Joe Burrow's like, yeah, yeah, he gave, he actually gave me cash. <laughs> Because Joe Burrow doesn't care. He's going it's to got to be illegal, and it's also a dumb look, too, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's Odell. Anyway, uh, before we get kicking into all that, we'll start off the way we uh, like to start off going over. Uh, what, do we always, what do I always say? The people that support us. That's right. And one of those people uh, is training personally with Peggy Edwards. The top New Year's resolution for many people is getting into shape or at least adding consistent exercise to your routine. It's so much easier to stop exercising regularly than to start. The toughest part, though, is getting to the gym. So finding a place you want to go and that makes you want to go back is the most important part of making time in your day for physical fitness. I know a place like that. It is training personally with Peggy Edwards. Peggy Edwards is a certified personal trainer and certified nutrition specialist. Peggy Edwards will help you achieve your fitness goals, whatever they are. She will put you through a guided circuit training workout that will push you exactly how much you need to change your life. Look better, feel better, be a happier person. Visit training personally at 3634 Budno Avenue in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's 45211 if you're looking for the zip code, Chris. And you can contact Peggy Edwards, owner-operator. You can. At 328-0296. Text her, call her. Whatever questions you have, stop in there or contact her, 328-0296, training personally. Also, uh, uh, you know, also what you can do is if you get there, if you decide to go work out at training personally and you say, you know what, Peggy Edwards, I know these two cats that talk about you every week and they said if I say the words nosebleeds, You'll give me the first month for free. Is that true? And she will say, yes, yes, random person in my gym. That's exactly true. Come work out with me. Let me get you in shape for a month for free, and then you'll be locked in for life. So don't forget, mention the Nosebleed Sports Podcast uh, on your first visit, and you will get your first month free. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for covering that. Uh, also, also uh, sponsored by uh, the Vander Griff Gymnastics Center, now right down the road from from uh, the Peggy Edwards training personally. So if you're ever, uh, you know, you want to get a little workout in, take the kids over to do some gymnastics. They do a great job over there. They do a lot of flipping and rolling and tumbling and dancing and all kinds of good stuff, jumping on trampolines. Uh, 
you know, and there's kids galore in there. They got dance teams, not dance teams. I'm sorry, competition teams for the gymnastics uh, that you can try out for. They also do little tumblers. But the best part is, is if you're, you know, if you're an adult, this is the part I like the most about this place. If you're an adult and you got kids ranging different ages, you sign up for the same time. They just move them around in different parts of the gym. They stay with their kids their age, but they're in different parts of the gym. You don't have to worry about going back to that gym four days a week a different time every every day so you can have each kid have their own personal time with their section nope classes are all done same time they hey uh they hook you up and take care of you so don't forget to get a hold of vandergriff gymnastics 513-481-4499-513-481-4499 you know what the perfect thing to do would be i'd love to know Drop your kids off for gymnastics. 100%. Drive less than five minutes down the street. Get your workout in while they're getting their workout in. Go back and pick them up. If it you, would work out perfectly. If you don't hit the light on Harrison Avenue or at um, or the or the light on right at North Bend because it's right just past North Bend. Right. But if you don't hit that North Bend and Harrison Avenue, yep. uh, you could be there in probably two minutes. I agree with that. I agree with that. It's I, it's totally worth it. It works out perfect. Support both sponsors of this podcast. Your kids get a workout. You get a workout. It's a way to do it. All right. So uh, on on to bigger and better things. I want to start this conversation out. Okay. You're excited about. I this. am so excited. So we talked. We started talking about this. Uh, it's been a couple months ago, right? Yes. We uh, ad- we addressed it when we first heard about it. And yeah. when we first heard about it, I said this is. This is ridiculous. They're making a big deal about nothing. Everybody steals signs. Eventually, you know, technology gets better. Sign stealing gets better. Little did I know. I am going to turn around on this because little did I know that Major League Baseball in 2016, is it 16 or 17, somewhere in there, um, came out and put a, a memorandum or I don't know what the word is, a, a new rule about using technology to steal signs. It was specifically put in because of the Red Sox and Yankees, I believe, in 16, that I think it was 16 or early 17, that got in trouble for it uh, because the Red Sox and Yankees were uh, were using the television room or the, the replay booth. Mm-hmm. They're using the phone from the replay booth uh, to phone down and, and, and uh, take, take signs. So... Little did I know that they came back and did some kind of, you know, and put a rule in. Once there's a rule in place, I, that's completely different to me. Mm-hmm. Stealing signs, there's no rule that says you can't steal signs. That's where I had stood before. So, right. you know, stealing, yeah, technology, technology, man, use it. Little did I know that they had, MLB was putting people in these replay booths to make sure that the phones were being used correctly. So the Astros turn around and put a, monitor right outside the dugout and say it's for player development so it was allowed and then they just got a guy stands there and watches that and tells the guy with the bat beat on a drum boom there you go because they had a closed circuit camera specifically from from center field specifically zoned in on the catcher and on his on the catcher's signs and they were using that monitor for that. And then they were the weirdest part about this thing is the way they were signaling. Now they use we've different types this. of signals. Yeah, but we've talked about this before. Go ahead. They were they 
came up with a system of banging on a trash can to notify the, the batter right before the pitcher pitched the ball whether it was going to be a fastball or a breaking ball. Carlos Beltran decided, hey, we need to we need to do something. We need to get these signs to the batter better. We need to figure out a good way to make this happen. And the best thing they came up with was banging a trash can. So strange. I don't know how else you would do it, I guess. I mean, you can signal and stuff from the dugout, uh, which is well, I think they were doing that some of the time as well. But, you know, the, the trash can thing was was it. And I, I saw a video. Um, they were playing the White Sox and – uh, they were uh, you could hear it I mean you they like said where to where to look for it or whatever because um, uh, Farquhar I think was was the White Sox pitcher yeah. uh, and he realized it after like the third or fourth time yeah that he heard that thing he's like wait a, he's like every time I throw a, every time we put down breaking ball and he kind of I think he said change up actually um, he was you know they, he, there were two bangs on from coming from the dugout he said yeah and you could hear it when you really listen for it. Like if I was watching a game on TV, I would ne- yeah, I would never know. But like I watched that video, and knowing that I'm listening for it, I, you could hear it. Yeah, and which is crazy. That's and so it, funny. Yeah. I listen. First off, mad props to for, for, no props. There's no props given at this moment in time. <laughs> I've got to say that it it took it took an extra set of balls, uh, gahones. I should have said that. Sorry, uh, extra set of gahones. They were warned. I mean, the 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 they weren't warned, but the White Sox and the Red Sox were fined. The whole every other team in Major League Baseball is then warned: this may not happen. You cannot do this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Eh, ah, screw baseball, screw Major League Baseball. We're gonna do it anyway." Yeah. Wow. Big time. So, A.J. Hinch swears to God he knew about it, but he hated it, didn't like it. Says he broke one of the. Uh, a couple of the monitors, but of course they're there. There's a new monitor up right away. You're a major league baseball organization. Sure. They probably got 37 TVs around just waiting for something to break. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. But he never, ever told them to stop. Right. And there was former players that got interviewed that said, if AJ Hinch would have told us to stop, we would have stopped. Yep. Now, yeah. I mean, I, I and normally normally I wouldn't believe. Something like that. Somebody says, "Well, if he would just would, if the guy in charge would have said to not do it, I wouldn't have done it." And it makes you, you know, you trying to be trying to trying to have an excuse for yourself. Mm-hmm. In this case, I actually do believe that. Uh, I do believe that these guys thought they had something going. They're using it, and if the head coach goes, "Listen, guys, we can get ourselves in a lot of trouble. Stop doing this. Just go back to the way we used to do it." Apparently, Alex Cora was one of the. Did I say Alex Cora. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the. Uh, best, you know, he's he was known for being very good at stealing signs, you know, the old-fashioned way. <laughs> and he just decided he was gonna one up it. Him, Car- well, and they only talk about Carlos Beltran in this investigation. Is that because he had already retired and now he's a manager, so they felt like that was the only name they could put out there? Or do you think he really was the main contributor on the? player side no they they named carlos beltran but they also said in the report is a nine-page report that you know after this investigation came out that um most of the players were involved or at least knew about it every player knew about it they said yeah. they said every player knew about it. Everybody most of them it. were involved now this was yeah here's the thing and this is going to lead to another question that i have for you that i think is going to be a big a big part of this discussion but this is Re- only for the offense, right? So they're signaling for to tell batters what kind of pitches are coming. Yeah. 
So pitchers really got nothing out of this, right? Uh, the pitchers no. on on you know, that and the only pitchers that are going to be in the dugout are starting pitchers. So you've only got five right. guys, four guys in there. So and look, I mean, they could have been part of signaling if they're you know if the, if the batter's looking in if they're if they stop using the trash can and but they continue stealing the signs you know you might signal front they were talking about they used handheld devices sometimes they would, that's what the the that's what the yankees uh, or the red sox and yankees got busted for before all this was using an apple watch to yeah. to send signals i don't know how that worked i didn't read the whole report but apparently they somehow they used an apple watch and that's what got right. it, started and, the whole thing and all you got to do is in between pitches peek into the dugout you gotta maybe you got a, a starting pitcher who's not going that day that's sitting in the middle of the dugout or whatever mm-hmm. just zone in on him and he gives you a little you know nose chin nose chin uh swipe across the chest or whatever and that's a breaking ball you I, know what I, mean? I, I think in this case that's a little obvious that you're giving the hitter a sign <laughs> i think it was probably more of like well, uh just pull your cap up wipe your hair put your cap back down you give you give them signs anyway like the third base coach does that right Hit away, whatever, hit and run, stuff like that. But if the batter's looking in the dugout at a at at tomorrow's starting pitcher, <laughs> you might not be able to. It's not exactly the guy just, that's usually giving the batter a sign. <laughs> if he's just peering in, though, I mean, if he's just if he's just in between pitches, just kind of looking around, uh-huh. manage to glance into the dugout, and you've got a pitcher giving batting signs. Is what it is. Maybe it's a uh, you know all these teams have their crazy things where you hit a double and you put the deer antlers up or you uh, do yeah, whatever. That's all, all those fun. Crazy, I love that stuff. The, the that's I bet that stuff. You, I bet thing. you don't like that stuff, dude. <laughs> I don't really care about it as long as you're not showing anybody up. Yeah, I'm let's, not. We're not doing this. On. We're let's not move doing on. That. All right, so uh, AJ Hinch. AJ Hinch gets suspended for a year. Right. Uh, the general manager Jeff helped me out with his name. Luno. 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 Jeff Lunau gets suspended for a year. Um, they are both uh, within 15, 20 minutes after the suspension are fired. Right. Better let go. Correct. And apparently this guy, Crane, who owns the who owns the, the Astros, uh, was visibly upset, really had no idea what was going on, extremely upset about this. So uh, Manford truly believed in the investigation that he had nothing to do with it. However, they do got this Brandon Taub- Taubin, yeah. the assistant general manager. What did he do? In the after the ALCS game six, after game six, oh, in yeah. the dug, apparently he did something in the clubhouse that got him banned for a year anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got fired for that. What did he do? He w- there were female reporters in the uh, in the locker room, and he came in and made some sort of inappropriate comment or something about oh, okay. it was he was like yeah harassing female reporters yeah. basically i got gotcha. yeah. okay. so he okay. got he got relieved of his duties he was, very I mean, that quickly after that, that dude was kicked out of baseball like they kicked him out like manford put him on the the basically the commissioner's exempt list or whatever yeah. he came two like, people along now pete yeah. rose <laughs> and brandon taubman but brandon taubman's <laughs> allowed to re to, to reinstate after a year right anyway we'll get into pete in a little bit too we will. uh so uh, the Astros had to forfeit a first and second round draft pick for the, for the next two years, and then pay five million dollars. Uh, five million dollars? I, I don't think that's a big deal. No. Uh, losing AJ Hinch, honestly, I don't think that's a big deal. What does a manager get you? They, you know, they say good managers might get you seven, eight wins. Uh, regular managers might might their decisions might win you five games in a year, something like that. But for the most part, the decisions you make are the same decisions that every manager would come out and make. So in the in the pitching changes, things like that, and and that how many games do they would that really have won you? 
by losing AJ Hinch and bringing somebody else in there. I don't think that's that big of a deal. The biggest thing is losing that, losing those first and second round draft picks yeah. for two straight years. That's going to put a hole, not a big hole, because we all know how many rounds there are. But when that first and second round pick, those are your guys. Big that's time. those are the ones that you're counting on to be on a major league roster or be a prospect for you to trade to get other pieces down the road in your farm system. Right. That is what's going to be hurt the Astros the most in this out of this thing, if you ask me. Yeah, and it's two years, so it's four, four pretty four big, big pieces Four big picks. Yeah. Yeah. Four big picks. Right. Um, and, and so, so yeah, so, and that's basically it. So it's, it's losing your manager, losing your general manager, uh, and the $5 million, and then the four picks, the, the first and second round in 20 and 21. Um, Do you think that was enough? Do you think they? Do you think it was enough? Do you think it was too much? I I like I like such a strong penalty. I like that it is because you're talking about cheating. And and, and, and like I said before, before I my stance was different than it is now. Mm-hmm. When you it, cheating, so what is cheating? Going against the rules, right? Uh, doing something purposely that's against the rules to give yourself an advantage. To give yourself an advantage, right? Uh, well, it doesn't matter if it's if it's against the rules. It's probably to give yourself an advantage. But I mean, Pete gambling. Though there was a rule, you can't gamble on baseball. It, that, that that's not the rule. Wasn't necessary if you're cheating. I guess it's to give yourself an advantage. I'm talking myself around thinking about <laughs> Pete right now because I want to talk about <clears throat> Pete later. We will. Um, however, this is a big. This is a much bigger deal than I thought it was. Back Me too. Beforehand. I'll be I, honest. I forgot there was even an investigation. I thought they just swept this under the rug. I thought it was over. I didn't even think anything of it. And then to come to find out, Alex Cora's now uh, getting in trouble over. Uh, he was released. Mm-hmm. Well, they parted ways. They mutually his, that investigation is not even done because um, the the Astros were found to be doing this in 2017 and throughout the postseason in 2017 in the in the investigation. 2018, they stopped halfway through the year, and said it wasn't working anymore. Yeah, and they stopped. That's the and, only reason they yeah, stopped. And they yeah, and they said that it was that they didn't use it in any. It was found they didn't use it in 18 postseason, 19 postseason, made it through the World Series. They're still a really good team. Absolutely, uh, tremendous, tremendous players on that team. However, they used it during that World Series. Mm-hmm. Do you think the World Series should be stripped? Uh, I I don't. Only because what does that really mean? I love that you said that. This whole taking titles from people, if if you, like, Bobby Knight goes and, and goes undefeated and wins a national championship and they decide, oh, you know what, Indiana? You don't get that title anymore. Guess what? Indiana won that title. Yes, Bobby Knight was there. You you can erase it from the rafters, but you can't erase it from my mind. And, Bobby, that's that's not even an example. For some reason, that's what came into my head, but... Just anybody, yeah. I mean, the the nineteen ninety Reds. If something were to have happened with them, and you're like, "Uh, you're no longer the nineteen ninety World Series winner." Guess what? They won the World Series in nineteen ninety. Yes, they I did. watched it with my own eyes. You can't you can't erase it out of my eyes. Mm-hmm. Benzinger so, backed. He called. Yep, he backed. He called, and this one belonged to the Reds. Right. Anyway, uh, so I, I'm with you on that. There's a lot of people talking about taking away that World Series. And then possibly, depending on how this investigation, there's a whole new investigate, not new, but a whole nother investigation against the Red Sox since Core has been there when they won it in 18, when the Red Sox won it in 18. So they're trying to figure huh. out if 
that's that's going that is still going on that has that investigation hasn't finished but because of that and because of his partaking in the Astros deal Red Sox were like we're going to get ahead of this getting out of here let's go find somebody else let's be clear Alex Cora was mutually agreed to uh relieve yeah. himself of his duties yeah. as the Red Sox manager because of his involvement when he was the Astros bench coach in 17. So that's oh that's the reason now. Right. That's the reason now. Right. However, there's a deep investigation against that white against that Red Sox team right now. I got a feeling he's got an idea something else is coming up. And what's funny is the Red Sox in 2018 Actually, yeah. If, was he? He was the manager in 2018, right? Yeah, they, the he was the rookie. He was. It was his first year managing. It was the year after they had just won. He was the bench coach uh, in Houston when they won the World Series. He goes to to the Red Sox. First year manager wins the World Series. And the Red Sox were one of like three or four teams that in 2018 said something about the Astros possibly you, this, stealing, signs. stealing signs. You know the funny part about this is I saw something, the Astros in 18 and 19, so they had stopped. And during the ALCS, not only did Major League Baseball have somebody in these replay rooms where they're using phones, which was one of the very first rules that got put in place. Mm-hmm. You can't use the the phone in the replay booth or the people that wa- are watching it to tell you basically if you should replay the, the call or not. You can't use that phone for anything but that. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the Red Sox and Yankees were doing in 16. So, the the Astros, in the uh, when they played both the Yankees and the Red Sox uh, in the playoffs uh, the, those two years. No, wait, that's not. Yeah, those two years. They were, uh, they took their own personnel and put it in there just to make sure. Besides Major League Baseball having someone in that room now, they also put somebody from Houston's organization to make sure that the Red Sox and them weren't doing it because they knew they were doing it. So yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure nobody else is. They had some intel. They, they yeah, had some inside had some information. Intel. There's no it, doubt. Especially it, if, if, if it's come out that Alex Cora was the one who instig- who who developed this whole scheme with Beltran and, and somebody else. I thought, who else? Who knows who else on that team? Several players, from what I sure. understand. So, so they developed this, and and if you know, like the the what's that guy's name? Not not Springer. What's the other one's name? Um, you got Altuve, Springer, and uh, Correa. Correa. Uh, okay, maybe I'm thinking of Springer. George Springer. Yeah, George Springer. Springer's kind of he's he's a cocky son of a gun. I could see him <laughs> totally being this kind of dude. Anyway, um, I like him though. But, but. Uh, yeah, I mean the the Astros knew that he was the one that like invented this. So of course, when they played the the Red Sox in the in the playoffs, they're like, "Nope, I'm having somebody else in there watching this guy." Let me ask you a question. So speaking ask of away. speaking of intel, a lot of people were talking about how Major League Baseball was really tipped off to the details about what was going on with the Astros from a former Astros player during that time, Mike Fires, pitcher, yeah. uh, who now pitches for Oakland. Oakland. Um, players all around baseball and even other sports, lots of people who have talked about it in the media have talked about, called this guy a rat, a snitch, whatever word you want to say, and people are upset. David Freeze put something on Twitter about you know how, how inappropriate that is for Mike Fires to come out and, and tell and kind of basically yeah. tattle on, on exactly his former team. Here's 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 my thought process on this. All right. So he was a pitcher on that team. Correct. 
he may have been one of the guys who was trying to or who was completely against it but if you're just one person in a in a clubhouse of 25 to 40 guys you're getting shut you ain't there ain't nothing going on the only thing you have is the tip off major league baseball he didn't do it right away we all realized that he waited, waited. till he was gone right. makes sense i understand that i don't like it i i wouldn't have done it i would have i would if i went when i went to oakland i'd be like look y'all this is what they doing uh, we either we either figure something out differently, or we are, we need to uh, or, or we need to you know keep an eye on them a little bit better. You know what I mean? We need to do some kind of different signs or keep an eye on them. That's what I you know, keep it inside. Keep and it I'm inside. Sh- and I'm sure he did. Except he also did. Except he also told Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. Now I don't. I'm not saying it's a. I'm not saying he's. He's a terrible person for ratting on him. I don't. I could care less about that. However, I wouldn't have done it. Now, there. You, the funny thing to me is these tweets that are coming out from some of these guys that are like, "This is ridiculous. I can't believe Houston would do it." You know, whatever. Like, take my. Uh, is there any way I can get my my record expunged because they were they killed me for the last three years? Blah blah blah. And then at the end of it, they'd be like, they would talk about that fires guy and then call him a rat and like, so you. You're completely against it. You think what they did was completely wrong, but you also are completely against what he did. There's a lot of there was a lot of players that doing that too with kind of both sides of it. Yeah, yeah. There is uh, in in especially professional sport locker rooms, and it's big in football, especially and stuff like that. But there is kind of a a code of conduct, probably an unwritten code of conduct. Sure. Yeah. And um and that's one of the things. It's a it's kind of a private. There are private things that go on in every clubhouse, in every organization, in every family. You know, you right. hear the word family involved right. and stuff like that all the time. Exactly. And, and so there is that's and that's part of it. You know what what goes on inside the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse, and sometimes stuff comes out. But I mean that that's an example of most. I think most professional athletes would agree that you don't do that. At the same time, his reason now. If I never I, did hear what his, I didn't hear his reason. I didn't hear the interview. I didn't hear. I haven't heard anything from him. So, so what I read, his reason was he wanted to get the game cleaned up because there are guys exactly what you said. There are guys pitching against these against the Astros whose livelihoods are on the line. Who, yeah. You know who are who are fifth starters or, or long relievers. They, or something they like were that, actually that. talking about, they were actually, they, they, there was a, a story I read about, there was like four or five different relievers that got sent to AAA after coming in and getting beat up against Houston. Exactly. And you're losing money now. That's what, And I agree with you in that case. And that's what Mike Fire said. Don't mess with said, my livelihood, man. Don't, yeah. don't mess with my money. He said it's really, it's it's unfair and it's not, it, it needs to be cleaned up. And, and, and I completely agree with that. And I'm, I think if I'm in that locker room, I would have a hard time stepping up because partially just because of my personality anyway, sure. but stepping up and saying something like, hey, this isn't right. We need to stop doing this. I, I, I would have a hard time doing that, but I have no problem with what he did with, no. with and, saying and something about it. Coming up that after, re, after re, I remember I read one of those stories about it was like four guys in the, in the year 2017 uh, or 2000, yeah, 2017 that got sent down and that's like you said that's it's different money when you, you might sign a minor you're sign if you sign a minor league contract you're making good money when you're on the big league roster yep. when you get sent down you're right back on that minor league contract you're not making a major league baseball contract down there 
Bobby Nightingale wrote a really good story at the end of last season about a guy or a guy or two from the Reds that was, you know, it was a huge deal for them to get that September call up because of the difference in, in money that your changes your whole life. Right. Just even just that month, just a few. Yeah. Just a month of that paycheck is ridiculous. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, I think you need to clean it up. I don't like, I don't like cheating, right? I'm, I want it to be very clear. I am all about stealing signs. I, 100%. I used to love, I would sit on the bench and just stare at the third base coach or, or you know, and, and hope that we could figure something out. If I wasn't playing, I'd be over there watching. That's what I love doing that. See if you can pick something up, if I can find this, if I can see, if I can, you know, what did he, what, what was his, okay, they stole on that. What did he do beforehand? Fig, try to figure something out. I love that. I love the the game man, the gamesmanship there of of trying to steal signs. It's part of the game. You wouldn't have signs if it was if people weren't trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. So, and, and there's nothing that says you can't do that. However, when I found out about this, you know, they were pretty strict about not being able to use uh, technology of any kind to do this. It's in a rule book. It's it was mandated not once but twice. Once by Major League Baseball and Rob Manford, and came back and said again with another note to every player and every team from Joe Torre. Mm. It was brought up multiple times. They had specific uh, uh, things about this in the locker room for these guys to know. That when you start getting into stuff like that, man, I if I'm if I'm if I'm on another team and I find out that you guys are doing that, that pissed me off. Sure. I I'm all about stealing signs. But do it the right way, man. Do it the old fashioned way. Use your noggin. <laughs> Bang on a daggone trash can. And I really like Carlos Beltran too. Yeah, so that's the other thing. So Alex Cora basically is was fired or quit or what whatever, is no longer the manager of the Red Sox because of his dealing in that you know, in that in that whole scandal with the from his time with the Astros, Carlos Beltran obviously said big you know that he was, was the really, only actual player that was named and named quite a few times apparently in the nine pages and he's the manager of the Mets now yep I mean should he get now they specifically said they are not penalizing any of the players that were involved because they can't tell because there's no way to tell uh, uh, culpability or that was the only reason I know what that word is and I don't know what it is I just read it in one of these things that was quoted so that was in the investigation sure. the culpability of the players or how much each player was involved mm-hmm. I mean you got people out here talking about suspend every player for 20 games and just split them up throughout the year like you know five guys get man I've heard so many ridiculous things to do to players should these players get something I do believe they should get something. I sh- there sh- something should happen to them because they they were involved just as much, if not more, than AJ Hinch at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean these were the guys doing it, and it was like I said, it's told you, it's in all the you know, it's 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 up there. You can't do this. Yeah, they they spoke to sixty eight people, I think it was, as part of this investigation, um, players past and present front office people past and present um and they i lost my train of thought every on that single thought, one, but every single one of them said they knew what was going on but they also knew that it was wrong 
Yeah. And when you get every one of them saying they knew it was wrong, but they knew it was going on, they're just letting it go. You all know it's wrong, right? You're right. doing something wrong. Right. Somebody's got it. They, they, you feel like they got to do something, but can you get, can you do something to an entire team? That's the thing. Yeah, that was part. Of, that's why Rob Manfred said he's not. That's part of the reason. It, yeah. And also because when he came out with that rule at the end of 2016 or whatever it was, yeah. um, he said specifically at that time he is going to hold the manager yep. and the general manager yep. responsible for any conduct. Yep. In that fashion, so um, he said he's sticking to that. He he said that when he first came out with the rule, or whatever, yep. and he's sticking with that. So you're um, in charge. You are the manager of the team, especially if you say you knew what was going on. And and the other thing that's crazy about this is they're saying like the everything you hear, the Astros organization, all these players, 100 percent were up for talking about it. Nobody yeah, and we're no, honest. Nobody backed down and nobody like pled the fifth or anything crazy. <laughs> they're all. Like I mean, obviously they're being honest. If they all agreed and said, "Yeah, we were doing something wrong," I do like we that. I, I love that. I love that they were they it's, were you know why, completely you, cooperative. You know that that's baseball players, man. That's just how base. That's just how ball players are, dude. <laughs> Good, honest guys. Yeah. Except for when they're cheating. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So okay. So nothing happens to Carlos Beltran because he was a player at that time, or. I mean, they. I mean, there's there's rumors that he's already talked about stepping down because of this, uh, and I don't know if that's going to be more because of the fact that, um, because of the fact of of the of the uh, circus that will surround that team mm -hmm. for a while, or if it's going to actually have to have to do with something. Maybe he because he was the only player named in this investigation. Maybe he feels like. There may be something that happens to him down the road, even though Manfred's already said he is not going to do anything to Carlos Beltran. Beltran, there's nothing happening to him. The Mets can have him. He's allowed to manage. N nothing wrong with that. So I don't know. There's there's a lot of people out there saying that. There, there's rumors out there that his niece or something already tweeted that she was going – Dallas Braden uh, had, had taken some screenshots before she went private, but – uh, had said that he's stepping down, that he's that Carlos Beltran's going to step down, his uh, that her uncle's going to step down from wow. the Mets, and then she went private, so you can't find it anymore. But uh, Dallas Braden's got them all up on his Twitter account. You can see it, <laughs> and apparently this is the same Twitter account he's got. He's got uh, screenshots. She also three days before he accepted the job, or it was official that he accepted the job, she tweeted out saying, "Congratulations to my favorite uncle being the new Mets manager." Three days beforehand, so maybe she really did know something. Wow. Maybe she dude, hey, the nieces keep an eye on the family, dude. Keep Man. Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden doing some PI work right there. There brother. you go. Gosh, I'm afraid you're gonna leak some stuff about me now. Uh yeah. Family yeah. family yeah. stuff leaking. I always stuff ask about if it's other. okay. You know, I, I was scared to say that you were gonna be the assistant J V basketball coach for the Oak Hills <laughs> girls. I had to run that by you before I said it on here. <laughs> You were you were nice and safe about it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I want to leak nothing. Uh, people don't need to know about. Okay, so then let's get into this to the probably the last thing regarding this whole deal. We're talking about cheating. We're talking about you know the this is the biggest the biggest penalty the that largest we've seen. penalty handed out since um, since Pete Rose right for yeah for a manager for a manager. Um, Obviously, players have been suspended for a year, but 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 we're talking about even forgetting the suspension. We're talking about 
just the idea of how bad this is. And, yeah. So where does it compare to you? Where does it compare to what happened with Pete? I don't think we have to explain what happened to Pete Rose. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you know. Pete Rose has been a fickled man in my heart for many years. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I was so mad at baseball for not letting Pete Rose in. And then he sells a book saying, yep, I did it this whole time. And I was never more upset at anybody in my life. But he swore he never bet on the Reds in the book and all that. Later on down the road, you come to find out he threw some money on the Reds every now and then. Now, he claims that he never bet against the Reds. Either way, he was managing the team. That's as bad as it gets, dude. You know, you're you're going to manage differently if you've got money on the game. It's just going to happen that way. Personally, to me. Uh so and it says in every on every wall of every locker room of every dugout wherever that you can't bet on baseball. You can't gamble on the game if you're in the game. Pete, it says you're going to get suspended for life if you do it. You did it. You got caught. You're suspended for life. That was my take for a long time. Now, is all that worth a lifetime ban? The older I get, man, a lifetime is a long time. Pete Rose is all over the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. That dude is everywhere in the Hall of Fame, just yes. not in the museum, just not in the hall. Right. But that museum is filled with Pete Rose memorabilia, uh, 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 cardboard cutouts, all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff of Pete Rose. His shoes, his shirts, all kinds of stuff. He's in the if you go to the baseball hall of fame and museum, he's there. Just not in the hall. Now he's usually physically there too, signing autographs at a shop right outside. (laughs) And then the other one is the Black Sox ordeal, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the three that you get talked about. This is this is becoming this is they're putting this up there with those two scandals. Mm -hmm. If I had to rate them. And I would I would put the whole PED thing up there too. Yeah, the diff, the problem with PEDs is the problem with the PED thing is 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 you, you it wasn't it, technically illegal when it was all going on. Well, there's that. Well, I mean, steroids were illegal. It was illegal to take steroids in you know the regular world. So they they you don't have to have a rule for that except for the fact they didn't test or they did test and they I don't know how that all worked. They tested for different things, not for that. I don't know. Weird that whole PED thing. I'm done with it. I'm done with that. Everybody was doing it. This, if everybody was doing it, if every team they come, if there's an investigation that comes out and every team was doing this, you know what? Cut it out. Get it. Figure out a way to make it go away, and and let's get on with life. If there was one, maybe two teams doing this, and it was all related to the same people, this is pretty bad, man. This is worse. I'm not a. I'm not a next day. Uh, jump on it, uh, uh, overreactor, uh, overreaction Monday or whatever they call it. I, that's not me. I don't like doing that. Let's wait, sit on it, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. If I had to rank it with, if you want to put PDs, Black Sox, Pete Rose, and this four, I'm going to put the Black Sox as the worst thing. I think that's the worst thing that's that's happened to the game. That was out of those. Um, probably the. Just as if you put if you put the PED thing in there, mm-hmm. because that 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 you can look at how crazy baseball got for a little while. I'll put that next, and I'm I'm putting Pete ahead of these guys. I, I they're still just stealing signs. 
they just did it illegally. Yes, they cheated. They broke a rule. People break rules all the time. How important was this rule and how bad was it? The fact that they won a World Series that year is, I think, a big reason. And the fact that their pitchers were so dominant at home, I think that's been a big thing. But people people toe the line of rules and bend over them to get an advantage all the time. Mm-hmm. It's illegal to use a foreign substance on a baseball if you're a pitcher. People still do it. That's an illegal thing that you're cheating to gain an advantage. Those guys aren't getting, you know, lifetime eject, uh, lifetime suspensions now, or year suspensions or whatever. This is it's hard for me. I need time. I don't like to just come out. I don't like that. I need time. I need time on this. I get it because, like you said, you, your opinion changes, and the the it longer, already has. <laughs> yeah, the longer you get to think about it, the more information you get over time, the more you have to assess and the more you have to analyze and you can make a more informed decision and you can make a more informed opinion on stuff and and i agree with that um so yeah i'm i'm i just wanted to hear uh i wanted to hear where you thought this lied in that i i think i think you're right though those four things are probably the biggest scandals in the game the history of the game yeah and i think i probably agree with the way you put them in order too Uh, it's tough because we could get into a very, very long conversation about what it meant when Pete Rose placed money on the Reds to win while he was the manager, exactly what all that meant and what happened in games and how he made decisions. We could get into all that stuff. You would hope that he was managing to win no matter what, but and, and he was. He was. Now, the I don't know if it's ever come out, and, and I kind of lost interest in it because at Pete Rose is a... I'm, it's been beaten to death. It, it's yeah. been beaten to death, and to be honest, there's been a lot of other things that have come out. Pete Rose is kind of... I mean, the dude's a scumbag, right? I mean, he's 30-some years old knocking knock, knocking around with these 13-year-olds, and his excuse was she told me she was 16. <laughs> that's... Dude, that's disgusting. You're... you're, you're, you're I, I, there's so many things that have happened with that guy that I'm... He's not a good guy, but he's not. But you're. But we're talking about on the field stuff. Yeah. It's, Should it's he be t- banned from the game forever? Because I'm going to tell you this: because of game. this scandal right now, he could forget it for a while. Because Rob Manfred's in such a, I you know he's he, uh, the Major League Baseball is in a place right now where they're against cheating as much as they can be. So if you were doing something against the rules. Pete, you ain't you ain't making it now, buddy. That's interesting. Yep. Or um, yeah, unless Pete had some sort of uh, idea from somebody inside that said Rob Manfred thinks this is worse than what you did, then maybe it's that, a good time to go in there yeah, and be like, "Hey, that's true." You know, if you're suspending these guys for a year, dude, the Pete Rose thing, it, I don't know. I mean, I we could we could and probably do talk about it once a year, every year, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to keep coming yeah. up every year. It come. My every sister gr- was born the year after the the day, one year hit the one year anniversary of his, uh, of him getting handed the the suspension. Hmm. So I think about it every single year when we celebrate my sister's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, too bad. And Melinda was born. Yeah, but do you remember? You remember one year ago that day? <laughs> Happy birthday, Melinda. Uh, okay. Well, I, I think we covered. I think we covered. So that. speaking of Houston, all right, let's get in. Let's talk about the city of Houston. First off, I want to talk about. Uh, do you want? 
you want to throw in the the fact that Chad Johnson's going to be kicking or is trying out for a uh, the Houston affiliate of the XFL to be a kicker. We can do that real quick. Yeah. That's the best thing that's <laughs> happened to Houston in a while now. My boys were up twenty four to nothing. Twenty four to nothing. Houston had a rough day, a rough two days. They lost. They were up twenty four to nothing on Sunday, and got hand got their butts handed to them against Patrick Mahomes and and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they handed it to them from the from the Third, what was beginning it? of the second quarter to the end of the game. Uh, the Chiefs won that fifty one to seven. Fifty one to seven. So. That's just crazy to me. <laughs> Two days after that, all this comes out. Or no, one day after that. It was Monday, wasn't it? One day after that, all this comes out on the Astros now. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, I feel bad for you, Houston. So congratulations. You're getting Ocho Cinco come kick for you in the XFL. At least you got something to cheer for. You, uh, yeah. That's I, all I, I got. I, <laughs> I don't, if, is it a good thing? I don't know. You you said it's the best thing that happened. I guess of those three of things. Of those three things, I I'm, guess it I'm, is the best I'm, thing. But I got to find something to look forward to. Let's go watch Chad Johnson kick field. Now I, we are Cincinnati based podcast. We talk about Cincinnati sports a lot. Chad Johnson used to go out on the field and kick field goals all the time. He's he was he won he went he was talking about going and playing soccer in a semi pro league uh, after he retired from the NFL. Like he's a he's a kicking machine. The dude can kick field goals now. I don't think he's dropping 55, 56 yarders, but, uh, you know, I remember hearing stories of him being pretty accurate 30 to 40 yards out. Yeah, uh, he did. I remember him talking about how he thinks he's a great kicker. Um, uh, Chad thought he was great at everything, but, right. yes, that might have been something that he actually was good at. So former uh, former Cincinnati Bengal, and, and talking about local stuff, you just mentioned a little bit ago that we're a Cincinnati-based podcast. A couple really quick things uh, locally that we could talk about. Number oh, yeah. one, let's do it. Number one, uh, uh, my great friend Chris Gramke has joined us uh, live on Facebook. Hey, hey, hey! Head coach of the Oak Hills Highlanders. He, he's on. He's he's on. Can 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 people hear him talking right now? They can see his comment. Oh, it's comment. I thought he joined us live. I don't know how the face. No, no, no. I don't know how this face two works. You no. said he joined us. I thought maybe he was on the phone or something. He he, <laughs> he is watching. I appreciate it. He does. He said the other day he always watches. Um, and uh, the Oak Hills Highlanders young ladies enjoyed two wins tonight. Congratulations! Only um, had two games. Freshman two games. freshman varsity no JV game, but they did win both of them. So congratulations to the to the Oak Hills girls basketball program. That's right. Uh, what do you call these? Program wins. Program wins. I love you that. You get two out of three, it's program win. I love it. Love uh, it. We got two two out of two tonight. Yeah, so Swept that thing. Good program win. Season's going pretty well. Tough, A uh, couple tough games tonight, but they pulled out pulled out two wins, and uh, Highlanders are looking good. Where where you got – how many games – what is the uh, current record for the uh, – let's just let's talk varsity real quick. What is the current record for your varsity girls? Uh, what are we? Third town, oh boy. This is just tell uh, me how many game around how many games you guys play. I think we're. Are you into the twenties, tens? No, no, no. 15s? Yeah, no. We're we're we've got like seven games left. I want to say okay, so something you, like that. So, so you're, we're you're you're we're coming into the middle to the the end of the middle into the, the to the final frontier, right? I think we're ten and four, maybe ten and four, something where, like that. Where do we stand in the GMC right now? Uh, I want to say. 
could be second. Nice. I haven't. I I it's didn't. Big. I haven't looked in a week or so at the standings. But uh, I'll so tell I don't you. Know what I'll tell you right now. Done, I will be. I will be at the. Uh, I will be at the first round of the playoff game. Or is it play? I guess. Hey, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna be. The, I'm gonna go. Not like it matters. Like oh my gosh, Chris is gonna be there. No, I'm gonna go. But I'm coming, and I'm wearing my Nosebleed Sports Podcast T-shirt though. Good. Good. We'll be looking for you. Um, that's good. And I'm wearing my Houston Astros hat. I feel like there's a deep run coming from this team. I there, really do. Yeah. In in the playoffs. So, uh, but things are going well there. Uh, we've got, yeah, man, high school, local high school sports is so good around here. Since so the Cincinnati good. area in general is, is ridiculous. And in, in, in outskirting into like Colerain, obviously, because Colerain football is Colerain football, but Saint X football, Elder football, Moeller football. Oak Hills basketball, Oak Hills baseball, elder baseball, the baseball, every every it's all good around here. We got we got a lot of great athletes and a lot of great teams, a lot of great coaches. I mean, we're yeah. really lucky to have some of the people we have coaching youth sports and high school sports around here. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's it's just and most people I think around the country probably know Cincinnati and Ohio in general as a as a really good football sure. high school football state Mm -hmm. um but i i don't know that people realize how good we have it with basketball too Mm -hmm. i mean more and more every year too there are some there are some kids that are going to major major high one programs yeah in the next couple years out of cincinnati and you know i mean moeller is is moeller turns turns one out every year yeah they they're probably the best basketball program in the state and uh but yeah i mean we just uh, it's just so good i just had to comment on that we appreciate Chris, uh, yeah, appreciate Coach, Coach Gramke for for joining us. Thanks, Coach. Um, and then one more thing. Uh, speaking of the local high school stuff, yeah. and, uh, a former Saint X bomber and uh, eight year oh, Carolina Panther, very true. Luke yeah. Keekley. Yeah. Luke Keekley just announced his retirement. That was I wanted to talk to you yesterday. I forgot I forgot to talk about that, but that was uh, kind of big. He was he was uh, pretty heartbroken. You could or, or pretty pretty broken up about it. I should say he was. Uh, Eight year career, seven was it seven all pros? Seven seven years he was all pro in his eight year career. Uh and yeah. you know, I mean let's be honest, it came down to concussions, right? It can't he yeah he suffered another one that or well, I don't I can't I don't I guess it's never been said if it was suffered, but I mean he came out of a game and it you know, he was visibly crying on the field when he came out. I don't you know, it's Yeah rough, it, man. It was a weird thing because I, I don't know if he I don't know if he actually got the concussion on that play or not, but I don't know. But it was like there was like a weird thing where like he he didn't he didn't know how why he was emotional or something like that. Yeah, like he was. Said, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's a that's a brain thing, man. It's and mm-hmm. that's so dangerous. I mean, it's such a dangerous sport. But. And, and Luke Keekley, we've seen him get carted off and 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 walk off even walk off fields with concussions where he wasn't able to come back. It's happened to him. He's he he plays a position. Where you're getting your head in the middle of a lot of stuff, and he played it extremely well, as well as anybody in the NFL for the eight years he was here. Um, I I would like to say on behalf of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast uh, to the bomber, uh, to the to the ex to the to the old bomber alumni to our GCL brother, our GCL brother, uh, exactly. We we're we're both Elder Panther grads. Uh, however, we're 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 not in high school anymore, so it, it, GCL brother, absolutely. And uh, I would like to congratulate him on uh, was it five years from now getting his golden jacket because he is Easy. walking straight into Canton. He should. 
Easy. He was if you if if your definition of a of Hall of Famer is the best uh, player at the best at their position in an era or in, in, in during their time, he was the best. He was the best linebacker for eight years f- for his time. Yeah, he, he won a he won a. a Rookie, he was the defensive rookie of the year. He won uh, a defensive player of the year award, mm-hmm. seven-time All-Pro, the uh, uh, eight-time, seven or eight-time uh, uh, Pro Bowler. The guy's uh, – it's ridiculous. It's sad, 27 years old. Yeah. And and I say it's sad, but I heard somebody the other day say, you know, the average, the average span for a football player is like two and a half years or something like that. Yeah. That's the average length of their career. Yep. So he had a heck of a career. He was an all Eight pro. Eight great. 27, like, yeah. Like almost four times the amount of most people that just play. Yeah. Not, not all pros, just. <laughs> and that's the sad part is that a guy with that much talent who could play for another five, six years won't be able to now. Yeah. But, and he even said it uh, in his in his little speech that, he wants to keep playing, and that's why he was so upset. He wants to keep playing, but he doesn't think that's the right choice. He thinks it's the the right decision to step away. Detrimental to his health and his family. He's right. got a family. You got to you, you know these people have families. They have they go home to their kids. They they want to watch their kid. He's twenty seven years old. Twenty seven years old. You don't want to be thirty five and you can't remember your kid's name. Exactly. You don't want to be Junior Seau and like going on these tangents where you're. All of a sudden, you don't talk to your kid, and you're cussing him out. And the next day, you're calling him up and telling him you love him. He's in like having these crazy mood swings and being, being a just just not the person you want to be. Yep, gotta gotta avoid that CTE and uh, uh, move on. But congratulations yeah. on a like you said, Hall of Fame career. I agree with you yep. and uh, uh, best of luck. And he, I mean, he's probably the dude's a gonna smart go guy. on I mean, somewhere. Yeah, he's gonna. He went to Saint X. Those Saint X kids were always, you know, they're always known to be the the nerds of the GCL. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was. I mean, that's what they're known. They're known to be extra smarter than be smarter, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's tough to get into X. Tough. It's it's probably tougher to get into X than any of the other ones. And I think I took the entrance. The the you took the entrance test for Saint X. I you did. I did. Adam Schmidt. When he was born, I had, I had he was no, born with purple socks on. Yeah, I had no uh, intention. Even if I was accepted, I don't even. I you don't were, even think li- I was accepted. You I don't lived think. in LaSalle, like around the LaSalle kids. Mm-hmm. Went to Elder, and you took the same next. I didn't take it because there was no way in God's green earth I was getting accepted. <laughs> well, me either, but I don't. I forget why. I think some other guys from my class in grade school were taking it or something. And I think my mom wanted me to take it or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But there was no from the day I was born, like you said, I was going to Elder. It didn't matter. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, so we'll we'll go right back into the NFL. So talking about Luke Keekley and we've got the NFL playoffs coming up. Big uh, time. Not coming up, but no, the, it's, we're the right next in the sweet middle of it. We are in the championship series. Uh, let's just kick it off. So we'll start in the um, in the NFC. All right. Okay. So the the um, who's in the NFC? <laughs> the, the, what is the NFC? So the Packers and Forty right Niners. Packers and Niners. That's it. I kept. Well, I I really want to talk about the Titans. So instead of doing the <laughs> NFC, I want to talk about the AFC first. Okay. I want to talk about the AFC because I think my boys in blue, the Titans are. The Titans have been overlooked in every single game they've played in these playoffs. They've got a very good defense. 
Derrick Henry is about to do something that's never been done by anybody in the history of football and run for 180 yards in like four straight playoff games or whatever the crazy thing is. This this guy's running better than anybody's run the football in years. Yeah. Uh, Scary. And maybe ever the way that he's running the football right now in the playoffs. And he, he is keeping – he is going – they are going against the Chiefs. Their defense is very good. The Titans' defense is phenomenal. Probably the best defense they have, though, is Derrick Henry. Yeah. Because you can feed him the ball and keep the Run. Chiefs off the field. Run that clock. That's how you beat the Chiefs. Keep their offense off the field. I mean, because when they come on, they're going to score. Yes. When they come on the field, they're going to score. Yes. So do everything you can to keep them off the field. I know that's obvious and people talk about it all the time. But I just I, – I, I, I want to see – Chiefs and Packers because I'd like to see Mahomes versus uh, I'd like to see a State Farm Super Bowl. <laughs> I'd like to see Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers uh, in the Super Bowl. I think that would be hilarious. I think State Farm would drop billions on the commercials for that. Certainly. Um, so I, I would be interested in, to see that, not just because of that, but because I really like Aaron Rodgers. I told you that was the only reason I picked the Packers last week was just because I like Aaron Rodgers. I appreciate that. And they that. came back and win. Yeah, your brother. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, man, it's hard for me to take the Chiefs because I don't like when an underdog keeps getting called an underdog. Brother, you're in the AFC Championship now, and you are you guys have played extremely well. Ryan Tannehill, the last three weeks of the regular season, looked like a Pro Bowl quarterback now in the, in the playoffs. He hasn't done much of anything. He's... Somehow he's won both games in the playoffs and thrown for less than 100 yards or something like that. So uh, that scares me, but it doesn't matter when you got Derrick Henry running for two, almost 200 yards every game. So for the podcast, I'm taking the Titans. Taking the Titans, all right. All right, and then you're taking the, pa- the Packers over the 49ers? I'm going to take both underdogs in this. I am taking the Packers over the 49ers with their defense and their offense and their weapons and their blah, blah, blah. I hate the 49ers. I can't stand San Francisco. They ruined my they ruined my childhood when I was five or six years old, however old I was, and John Taylor caught that ball in the back of the end zone, you punk. I'm, I, I'm done with them. I don't like them. I don't care about the 49ers. I hope the Packers beat the brakes off of them. And why does everybody say they don't have any weapons, dude? That I mean, Aaron Jones and uh, uh, whatever that other wide receiver is, is real, they're, they're, they got, he's got some. Uh, Rogers got some weapons around him. I you you're kind of a weapon when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Sure I mean. you are, <laughs> but you got to have somebody that can catch the ball. Yeah, you, you saw that in the you saw that in the uh, in the uh, Ravens game because. <laughs> I think there might have been 30 drop passes. It felt like it felt like there were 30 drop passes by the Ravens in that Titans game last week. That's the thing about the Titans. The Titans beat the team that was considered the best team in the league right now yeah. to get to this game. So uh, it, it, the Titans thing feels like uh, th- this is the Cinderella thing that you see every year. Where's the pumpkin lens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clock strike midnight. Does it end in the Sweet 16? Does it end in the Elite Eight? When is it going to end for sure. the Titans now? And then they're going against the Chiefs who are playing the way they were playing last year. And they're healthy. The Chiefs are healthy. That's why they're playing so well. They've got a lot of people back. Mahomes looks healthy for the first time all season maybe, yeah. which is scary. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say for the first he, – he doesn't look he, – he was still hobbling a little bit, but he definitely looks more healthy than he has the rest of the this past season. So yeah, that's scary, but I'm telling you, 
I'm taking them anyway. So you're taking both road teams. I'm taking both home teams. I know you are. I knew you were taking both home teams. Sure. So you want you want to uh, you want to make a bet on it? You want to uh, do something for it? Yeah. Okay. Let's say uh, the loser has to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. I'm down with this. <laughs> 24 hours in a Waffle House. Every waffle you eat takes an hour off. Do you know how much your wife would say no to that? Would, <laughs> you couldn't spend, you couldn't spend twenty four hours because she knows I'd only I'd only be there for like six. Because <laughs> you need eighteen waffles I in the first 18, six hours. Look at your math. Good work. Yeah, I need <laughs> eighteen waffles in the first six hours. I might um, have to be there for ten hours. <laughs> okay, well, I might have to be there for ten hours. That's well, what, what the guy that guy did ten or twelve. What, what did the guy who lost that fantasy uh, football bet? 12 I think 12, yeah. I think it was 12 I could do I could do 10 so I could do what is that 14 you could do 14, 14 waffles, waffles in, 10 in 10 hours I think I could handle that and what I said last week I've never had a Waffle House waffle do you know like how big they are uh, they they're big like? pretty big yeah they're pretty big okay pretty good size waffle yeah 14's a lot then have you seen my gut I got some room in there brother <laughs> stop I got some room in there anyway uh, do you got anything else you want to go over with that no, I want to. I want to move on to uh, what we saw in the college yes. uh, national championship I, game. I, that was. Did, did you watch the game? Did you watch the whole game? I know you had a game. You had a game that night too, didn't you? Uh, or did you have practice? No, it was. We had practice, uh, but I was home. I I turned the game on and I had it on for a little bit, and I switched it over to something else for a little bit, and I switched it back. I had it on most of the time. Right. I was doing some other stuff while I was doing it. I never just sit there and pay attention to a whole game anymore. I don't, yeah. I just don't. Um, and especially college football, I, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, we've had this conversation before. But uh, but I, I'm very very impressed with LSU the season they had, and with Joe Burrow and all the records throughout the entire season did, and and in the championship game alone. He needed what he needed five touchdowns to get to the uh, or no he needed three touchdowns to get the fifty eight I think it was which was the record but he ended up with five so he got sixty touchdowns in a season. Sixty touchdown passes. And seven interceptions? I think it was five. Five interceptions, whatever it was. I mean the guy's the guy's unbelievable. I or he was unbelievable this year. Um that's I I can't wait to watch him. The thing that let me just tell you because like we said before, uh he will be a Bengal uh, I'm hoping if if they screw this up, it's going to make me really mad. <laughs> However, I'm hoping he will be a Bengal. Uh, I'm a, I'm an, I love Andy Dalton. You know, I've said it a million times. I hope he goes somewhere. It's got a good offensive line, and he does well. But he's got to have a line. Joe Burrow showed me that dude. That dude had to scramble quite a bit in that game. And some Andy Dalton scrambles that ball. You don't know where that ball's going. When he's in the pocket, he's accurate. When he's running, not so much. Joe Burrow running around throwing dimes brother my man was dropping dimes all over the field on the run to his right it was almost always to his right didn't see him scramble to the left much at all but to the right my man was coming back across his body throwing balls down the field looked looked really good in that and he better be good at that because that's what he's gonna have to do if you're a back <laughs> yes he is um people were talking during uh the game about Trying to pick apart, as people do on Twitter and, and other social media, pick apart uh, some, trying to find some flaw and, and pick that apart. And people talked about his arm strength, maybe not quite being there or whatever. What? He was throwing but, 35, 40 yard passes down the field, dropping them right on that kid, <laughs> Chase, Chase, who hasn't been, wasn't even their main receiver this year, who, who was who killed it in the first second, first half of that game. Right. Dropping dimes on that boy. Yeah. On the run, 30, 40 yards down the field. 
Yes. Uh, and, Arm and strength. You tell so, him to get out of here. Well, look, that. how it translates to the NFL when you have, you know, the def- defensive backs are way better and stuff like that. And your, we'll your, your receivers are way better? And your receivers are better, yes. Um, well, A.J. Green's not going to be here, so. Eh. But, um, no, anyway. A.J. Green's going to be a Bengal. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 well, I don't know if anybody thinks differently. A.J. Green's going to be a Bengal next year. I hope you're right. There's no hoping. He, they're going to franchise tag him. He'll be a Bengal next year. I agree with you. They're, he, they're not going to trade him. He will be a Bengal. So, I don't want to assume anything. I think we all hope, everybody's talking about, hopefully Joe Burrow is the number one pick and becomes a Bengal, becomes the next quarterback. Um, it, but, but for this, people are talking about this could possibly be the greatest individual and team season in college football history. I've heard that a lot. Yep, I've heard a lot about that, especially they were talking about that since they did the top 11. Uh, at halftime, they did the top 11 college football players of all time. And I think Jim Brown, they had it was number one, but Barry Sanders was in there and Roger Stallback, some Earl you know, Campbell, Earl Campbell and, Herschel, yeah, Walker, Herschel Walker, guys like that. Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, guy like Joe Burrow comes out and breaks all these – but these are single season records, obviously. But he comes out and does stuff like that, then you know they might have been they, they might have been a, a year off of doing that and had to throw Joe Burrow in there. Yeah, that's just the Bengal fan in me talking. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. That's just the Bengal fan in me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not overreacting on Wednesday night. So he he passed for uh, set set the record for passing yards in a championship game with 463. Uh, most touchdowns he was. Re- responsible for in the championship game which was six through five touchdown passes rushed for another one uh he passed for 60 touchdowns which was a record we said that accounted for five to uh for rushed i guess for five so he scored he was accounted for 65 touchdowns during the season um lsu scored 620 sorry 628 total yards. They didn't score yards. They, <laughs> they didn't score they, yards, yeah. That's true. Uh, they had 628 total yards against Clemson, who had the number one defense, by the way, in the country as far as passing yards and scoring against. Go. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, just really, really impressive. Joe Burrow alone and uh, the entire cast and crew of the uh, LSU Tigers, especially Ed Orgeron. Especially who is the, Ed Orgeron. Who? Uh, what, let's hear your best Ed, Ed Ordron. Oh, oh, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> I know. I, I, threw, I threw you under the. Oh man, I wish I would have practiced for this. <clears throat> you don't um, have to do it. No, I'm gonna do it. Go Tigers! That's the best I got. That's pretty good. He says "Go Tigers" every at the end of every <laughs> at the end of every time he talks to anyone. He says "Go Tigers," and that's not a joke. He really does do that. Toward, toward the end of the game. Go Tigers! <laughs> Toward the end of the game, Kirk Herbstreit. Well, I was hoping these boys would get out there and they's a getting, they's a getting when they getting be good and go Tigers. That's really good. <laughs> I that love your Cajun guy. That was terrible. Wow, no, that was good. Um, Kirk Herbstreit. Give me some gumbo. <laughs> he said his favorite time. He said he loves recruiting. Did you hear this? He said he loves recruiting. He said he can't wait to get on a recruiting trail because that mean, that means he gets gumbo five nights a week from all these kids' moms. They all make him gumbo <laughs> when it sure. comes over. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I would do that too. Um, you get to try all kinds of gumbo. <laughs> I'm losing it now. It sounds terrible. 
No, you're What's good. What's your best bet at Orgeron? I, I don't have no, one. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, sir. You said no, no. before I even said that because you knew I was going to decline. Yeah, no, I need to hear it. Just one try. Just give me a go, Tigers. That's all you got to do. You don't got to keep talking. This is So this is exactly like when when like your mom or one of my aunts comes up to me at a wedding and grabs my arm and tries to pull me out to dance. I... I have refused every single time. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, so anyway. Just say uh, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Now. That was a terrible Ed Ogeron. Yeah, that's my best impression. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so so that's it for me. Uh, uh, congratulations, LSU. Uh, hopefully Joe Burrow is the next uh, Bengals quarterback. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out, and ho- hopefully we'll have Andre Edwards on to talk about that before it all happens. We, and, yeah, uh, the, our goal is to get uh, – we've, we've had Andre on here quite a few times. The guy's incredibly knowledgeable about uh, all things Cincinnati Bengals, uh, former writer for the LockedOnBengals.com. He is uh, – he's a Bengal nut and extremely smart, and we – I'm going to say it right now. Okay. We will have him on before the draft. Oh, you're committed, Andre. I don't know. Andre has not committed to us yet. However, I'm saying he'll be on before the draft. Your agent has that means I got. I might have to do some sucking up and and might have to might have to get some presents out or something. But I'm gonna make it happen. Whatever, make it happen. Alrighty. Well, that works. Uh, If there's nothing else you have, we can move into our very last segment of the podcast. Well, which is well. Before we do that, I just like to say real quick. Uh, congratulations to the Gonzaga Bulldogs for not getting crossed off the list. Uh, although they're not unanimous across all polls, the AP's got Baylor, or one of them, I don't know which one it is, yeah, has, has Baylor as uh, the number one team in the country now. But I'm not taking Gonzaga off because they are still number one uh, in whatever poll that I decide. So. They haven't lost <laughs> in the, in the- – CW poll. There you go. Chris In the CW poll. Since since they've been uh, number one, they haven't lost. So they are still on the list. Congratulations. Moving on, uh, our, our favorite segment of the day is the comedy segment. I just realized we need a better name for that. It's the uh, it's the comedy stand-up special uh, of the week. Stand-up special of the week. Stand up, spe- uh, C S S O W. Oh, the Casal, the Casal okay. comedy stand up special of the week. <laughs> That's the sound effect for it. Yep, thanks for hitting the thanks for hitting the button. Uh, we did uh, so this week. We did Jeff Dunham beside himself. Yeah, Just came out pretty recently. I'm really you get to go first this time. Okay, um, so I talked previously about. Jeff Dunham, I, we've talked several times about doing a Jeff Dunham special. Yes, and um, I've talked about how I was I've not been a fan. I've not been a fan in the past of his, and um, I just never thought he was that funny. And the the puppets, the, you know, the puppets that he does. He's a ventriloquist. If no, if nobody knows, if somebody doesn't know who he is, ventriloquist comedian, and um, he, uh, he I, I just feel like he does comedy for older white folks, and I'm. It just. And I Are just, you sticking to it after we watch I, this? I, I, I'm. I'm okay. I am sticking to that after we watch this, Chris. To me, I, I told you I was going to try to go in this with the most open mind I can possibly do, wanting to laugh, 
he had a few fairly funny jokes. I think overall, he's just not a funny comedian for me. I think as a ventriloquist, he's incredibly talented. Mm -hmm. Incredibly talented. I think they all sound alike. Uh, Except for the Mexican. Oh, and then the the they have the same voice. Just one of them is is older. They're different accents. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, Bubba anyway. J, the hill, yep. the little hillbilly, hillbilly yeah. guy or whatever, and yep. then you got uh, Jose uh, Jose Jalapeno on a stick. Yeah, uh, Walter's the <laughs> old guy. Uh, Peanut is the purple guy with the green hair. Anyway, um, uh, and then Ahmed, of course, the dead terrorist. Yes. Uh, so those are all his his guys, and then I kill you, right? Anyway. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Okay, Continue. so I'll just I'll just throw it out there. I told you, didn't think he. I don't think he's just. I just don't think he's that funny. Here and there, he had some stuff. I'm like, ah, that's that's not a bad joke. Yeah, it, but I, I'm gonna give him one ha. Whoa. Holy cow! One, one ha. ha, and most of that one is Man. is for Who that was I appreciate it? Was his it the ventriloquism. Yeah, is that a word? I appreciate his yeah his his, his skill as a ventriloquist. Yeah. Uh, who was your favorite puppet? Uh, I think the uh, I think the funniest one that he had I thought was maybe the the hillbilly one the, the hillbilly Bubba, guy Bubba okay. J. I think he could have done a better job uh, naming these two, by the way. But yeah. anyway, I don't know if I have a better idea for them. But yeah. Uh, All right. So here's what I think. I think in the very beginning, he did a little stand-up routine. Yeah. That was terrible. Thank you. I, if that guy was at a comedy place somewhere, I could relate. I, I can't relate because I don't have grown kids or anything like that. But he, I, I can't. I can't. It wasn't. It wasn't that great. It wasn't that funny at all. No. He he did not do it. You could tell that's not what he does. Right. He wants to. I think he wants to. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, man. I did laugh. I did find myself laughing at the dummies. I never laugh <laughs> at dummies. Jeff Dunham. I never laugh at Jeff Dunham. But I gotta give it to you, man. He writes a pretty good script. He writes a good script because some of those dummies are pretty funny. That little purple guy started cussing and doing all that F-bombs, and he was like, peanut. And he kept yelling at him. It was funny. The old man, I thought the old man was pretty funny. But it's all the dummies. Jeff does a terrible job. I, I mean, I know he is the dummies. But, and he did a good, I I think, I, I, I liked it more than I thought I would. I still, you know, it's not something that I like. If Jeff Dunham comes on, I'm jumping on to grab it every time, every, watch every episode or every special. But I found myself laughing, looking at that old man dummy cracking. Like a couple times, I laughed a little bit at him, not cracking up, but I did laugh pretty hard at him. And I was like, "Man, this this old man's funny." And I was like, "Oh, oh no, that's Jeff Dunham. This this is all him. It's not it's not that little piece of plastic in his arm." Uh, so I gotta say, I was I I did like a couple of them. The dead terrorist, that one, I. I kill you thing or whatever, and I can't remember what was he saying. I, uh, I, uh, I kiss you or I hug you or what was it that he was saying at the end? Anyway, oh yeah, I whatever it was, because you got in trouble by somebody. Anyway, um, nah, I could care less on that. I, I didn't. I thought the hillbilly was just okay. Yeah. Um, so you liked Walter. I did like Walter. Yep. 
I liked Walter. I liked Peanut. Uh, the the Mexican on a stick, uh, that was dumb. I don't know why that's yeah. one of his most famous things. It's a jalapeno on a stick. Mm-hmm. Whatever that's about. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I thought a couple of the dummies were good. I'm going to give it two Haas. Two okay. out of five Haas. All right. That's what I'm I'm gonna go with. Two out of five Haas. I gotcha. So that brings us to next week. What are we watching for next week's show on the comedy special, Adam? You you've got a list of a few of them out there. Uh, I'm gonna jump on Netflix real quick and see if anything jumps out right off the top. I hit the Chris Do that. Uh, for mine, not the kids. Not I'm not I'm not looking at the kids Netflix nope. here. Nope. Boom. First person up, Leslie Jones Time Machine. When was Leslie that from? Jones? I, this this got to be new, right? It's the biggest thing. It's right in front. Hold I, on, yeah, I'll tell but you. they've been they've been doing the heck out of that. 2020. Okay, lot new. 2020. Leslie Jones. She's, I like. She's it, from Saturday Night Live. She's correct? from Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, Jones, I, she she I I I like her. She's she is different. You know who she reminds me of? She's a female. Um, Oh, another guy from Saturday Night Live. He got in that accident. He was driving too fast. And Tracy, Tracy, Morgan. J- Tracy Morgan, Tracy Jones, <laughs> Tracy Morgan. She re- kind of reminds me of a female Tracy Morgan. Like she's those bug eyes are always out, and she's you know, she says some pretty outlandish, crazy stuff. What do you say? You want to do it? Let's do Popped it. What's, what's the title of it again? It's a uh, Leslie Jones Time Machine. Time Machine. Time Machine. So I'm excited to see it because once again, this is another already famous comedian making some money out there, making some films. Saturday Night Live. Let's see how she does because some of these, some of these, we haven't been too fond of. I don't think that I have ever, I don't think that I have ever seen her stand up. I may I, have at some point, but I don't, I don't remember it. I, I the only thing I saw was one of those like five minute cutouts on comedy central or whatever it's right. not it's not or five ten minutes or whatever they are it wasn't it wasn't like a half hour even a half hour special um that she was pretty good i thought but i think you're gonna i think it'll be i think this will be fun I'll, i'm into i'm it. into leslie it. jones i think this will be good uh so if you if you uh think differently about jeff dunham uh get on to the tweet box you can hit adam up on the tweet box and tell him what uh, his one ha was either perfect or terrible at adam schmidt 44 uh, or or you can get me at sick with it, S I C W H I T T I T, um, and uh, let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know what you think about um, about everything, basically about the about the Jeff Dunham deal, about Leslie Jones. Watch it. Get on. We we record every Wednesday night live on Facebook. Uh, not every Wednesday night, but ninety. Five percent of Wednesday nights, right around ten thirty ish. But then it's always on every other podcast platform that you enjoy your podcasts. The next day on Thursday morning. So, how however you're listening to us, we appreciate it. Get on and comment underneath, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Please do, please do. Now, before we head out of here, and I tell everybody to make sure that their headlights are on. I would like, I would like to introduce. Uh, I, I was uh, scanning through, scanning through the, uh, you know, you get into to like a YouTube wormhole or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I got myself into a little wormhole and I came across, came across somebody. I'm lying. It's it's my nephew. Uh, this is gone with that. this is this is Lil OG, Lil OG. This is the world premiere. I like to play the world premiere of his first hit. 
Uh, soon to be number one on the billboards uh, on the hip-hop side or whatever. But I, I just want you guys to enjoy a little I Deserve Some Candy. Maybe. Coming right up. Coming right up. If I can hit the play <laughs> button. There it goes. They don't give me candy. Oh, this beat. It is they a, don't it's give a me tight candy. beat. He about to cause a fight. I need some blocks of sugar to stay up through the night. Don't see tarts and suckers. Eat sneakers. Go or But they won't take me out to buy it at the candy store. I need some candy. Son, it's uh, time to go to bed. You just brush your teeth. No candy, no candy. I deserve some candy. I've been so good today. Hey, I took out the trash and put the baby's toys away. I need nothing bad today, not to your knowledge. It's just a little kid who didn't graduate from college. I need some candy. Candy. That's the world premiere. World premiere, little OG throwing out deserving some candy. <laughs> Love it. I love it. And I uh, swipe right on that. I swipe right on that for for sure. Uh and and don't forget to turn your headlights on.